0: would tell people like if it's something that you love and that you enjoy doing yes to make a full career out of it you need to put your sweat blood and tears into it but whether it's a full career or something that you do on the side don't do it because you think you're not good enough or there's so many people out there if you love doing it do it and put it out there and you can change even just one person with the content that you put out
1: Welcome to the podcast, the uh, Hope Speaks podcast on Shield of Hope channel. How are you doing today?
0: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, not too bad.
1: It's a nice cold day here in Pennsylvania. I don't know what it's like where you're at, but...
0: um, It's, it's not quite too chilly, but it's not as warm as I'd like it to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would love to be in Florida right now. Actually, I got back from a um, cruise in March, which is right before obviously everything shut down. So, thankful for yeah. that. Uh, But yeah, I didn't want to leave the islands
0: (laughs) Oh, I bet, I bet
1: They were nice Uh, So you're a singer, a vocalist, and for Dream Eternal Bliss, is that still correct?
0: Yes, that is correct
1: Okay, so tell us a little bit about your backstory, about how you really got into music And what really inspired you to become a singer-slash-musician? Um, I have
0: always loved music for as long as I can remember. Um, I started taking piano lessons when I was about five. I had to end up quitting just for financial reasons, but, um, I ended up sticking with it. I'm um, kind of on my own. I didn't end up being the best piano player. I still dabble in it, but, um, as I started to get older, I realized I love to sing, um, and people started to tell me I was pretty good so I started to you know make little videos and you know write songs I you know I've always been writing as well I I started writing when I was probably like seven years old I have lyrics of nonsense kind of songs but they were you know my songs so I've always loved writing I always loved music and being able to create music um through you know lyrics and, you know, the musical part, the vocals, kind of putting everything together as I joined the band was kind of a dream come true for me because I got to really just use my vocal talents as well as my creative abilities to create something special.
1: Did you particularly have a singer growing up that you looked up to?
0: Um, to be honest, no, I just, I've always had such a varied music perspective that I had so many people I looked up to. I didn't have like one person and I know everyone always asks, who's your music inspiration? And it's so hard for me to say who that is because i'm constantly inspired and i've always been inspired by so many different people i mean from country music to rock and roll um to like just you know really broken down basic piano music i've just i looked up to so many different people
1: what what did your family think did you have singers in the family musicians in the family have they always been like supportive of what you've wanted to do
0: Um, actually growing up, my cousin was a musician and she still is a musician, but, um, she's been singing on stages since she was very young. So when I started to sing, everyone was like, you want to sing? Like Paige, which is my cousin's name, Paige is the singer. Um, so she kind of was my influence of like, wait, maybe I can sing as well. Um, but other than that there was no one um, older than me that sang so so really my cousin who was the same age as me ended up being kind of my inspiration, my role model to kind of start singing um, and you know tell myself that I, it's something that I can do as well um, but my dad actually started singing a few years ago he never had the courage to do it and after seeing me do it for years and his friend um, his favorite thing to do now is go to karaoke and sing and he's actually pretty
1: good well that's awesome do you got did uh yeah. have you i'm sure you guys have done performances together like singing duos oh yes we'll we'll do karaoke we'll do it and then you know little parties and stuff people will have us come up and sing and our favorite songs to do together is hallelujah oh that's awesome yeah like the, the hallelujah from the shrek i always call it from shrek but i'm I, I know i know that came before shrek um,
0: we do the Rufus Wainwright version. I know there's a few different versions. I'm trying to mm-hmm. think if the Shrek one is the same
1: version. Yeah, I'm, probably not I'm, I'm but... not. I'm not sure about that either. I have to, <laughs> I have to go back and rewatch some things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but again, like we talked about with your uh, performing with your dad a little bit, duo for karaoke. Is there any like, is there a a person in particular, like a artist that you would love to do a song with?
0: Hmm. If I had to pick anyone? I would say Louis Capaldi. Um, He's fairly new. Um, If I tell people about him, not everyone knows about him, but he is so talented.
1: Um, I actually was supposed to go to his concert in April and it just got canceled. Oh uh, no. I would
0: love to sing with him.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought his name up because I, I, I think I saw you post a cover of Lewis Capaldi's song. I'm not sure which one it was on Instagram. Yes,
0: I did. I'm like trying to remember which one I did now as well. Um, because I, I that's, there's one I posted, but I've done multiple covers just kind of for my own entertainment, so I can't remember off the top of my head which one I covered, but I love so many of his songs.
1: Yeah, I like that one. Um and I discovered I discovered him about maybe four months ago when he was on the okay. radio when that song uh Somebody You Loved I, I think that's the title of it. Yes, that is his big one. Yes. So when that was when that was going hardcore on the radio there for a while, I found it found the songs. There's also a band called Etham I discovered along the time, and maybe it's not a band, I think it might be an actual just person. But if you've ever heard of Etham, Running Out is like one of my jams. The song Running Out. Running so. Out. I'll have to check it out. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But no, I'm glad you said that. That's an artist at least I can relate to because I did find him. If you would have told me that six months ago, there's no way I would have knew him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely new, but he's so talented.
1: So was he touring with somebody or was he a solo act? Yeah, so he was touring with Niall Horan,
0: which that would have been cool to see, but I was really going for him.
1: (laughs) I'm sure Niall would be upset, but at the same time, they're still making money, so it doesn't make much of a difference. (laughs) exactly exactly so tell us a little bit about dream eternal bliss like where the where it started and the brief history of the band
0: okay so um i actually was not in the band when it first started um they had another singer i was looking for i wasn't looking for a band i was looking for someone to accompany me um with guitar for an event that I used to run called Singing to the Sunlight. It was an event for suicide prevention. Um, and I put it out on Craigslist, and they saw my video, and they asked me if I wanted to audition for the band. Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And they ended up being like a really great group of guys. Um, a couple of the people in the band have changed since I started, but we really have kind of a rock, um, rock and roll vibe with an 80s, 80s kind of sound to it um so it's a unique kind of vibe um so we put out an album um the album's called picture glass and right now we're working on some new stuff
1: okay well that's really awesome so you weren't so you weren't in the band at first but um were you always looking to go like uh, I know you answered this already but to backtrack were you always looking to be a lead vocalist or did you think that you'd end up like in the background singer somewhere first
0: I never saw myself as a background singer, but I also never thought that I would be in a band. Like, I've always always dreamed of it, but I never really thought I'd do it. I just found something from middle school of all these goals that I wanted to accomplish, and one of them was being a band. Um... You know have my own band and I never thought I was going to do it and it just kind of fell in my hands and I'm so blessed that I've had this opportunity and now I believe in myself that I can create music and I can do this and, and you know I love being the lead vocalist of the band it's, it's so fun performing in front of people and making music and you know kind of just doing my thing on stage with all the people around me um, supporting me with their instruments
1: yeah, your all your posts make me wish I, w- I wish I could sing a little bit, which I, I can't. I'm terrible. Maybe maybe singing in the shower is more impressive than it sounds in real life, but that's that's about as far as I go with that. Uh, but so do you play? Okay, so you mentioned piano. You mentioned guitar as as I've seen on your socials as well. Do you play any other instruments? I actually don't play guitar. Um, I've I've
0: had people come me with me with guitar. I wish I could play guitar. I play keyboard, and I play flute, but I haven't played it in a while. I actually, all throughout middle school, I played flute. I was really good at it, and then I just, I didn't keep up with it, but every once in a while, I'll pick it up. But I can't play the flute and sing at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a little bit hard. I mean, what was it? I watched a Billy Joel concert the other day, and um, he was playing the, oh, what was it, harmonica, piano, and singing. Oh at God. the same time, he had like one of those neck, one of those neck straps on, so he would just cut back and forth in between lyrics and stuff like that. So pretty cool. It's it's amazing what performers can do. It really is. So I give you guys, I give you guys a People ton of credit. Uh, you so you perform a lot of covers to songs. Uh, uh, we know your favorite song is Louis Capaldi, but what other covers have you done and enjoyed? Um, one of
0: the first songs that I've I've covered, and I always. You know, I always do it with my classic one when I went places, was um, Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley. But I usually um, do it more in the style of Haley Reinhart, if you have any idea who she is.
1: I don't. I'll have to check her out. She was someone on American Idol years and years ago, and she just
0: has such a nice voice. And she did this amazing cover, Can't Falling in Love. Um, and I, I always love doing that cover. Um, so that's one that I do a lot. Um, i trying to think of anything else that I really like to cover. My go-to karaoke song is um, Valerie, um, if you know that song by Amy Winehouse. So that's my go-to karaoke. But I really tend to, when I do covers and I can do anything I want, I love doing like soft piano music.
1: Okay. I like that. Do you ever get nervous when you post anything online, like a cover, or when you? Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you probably would get nervous on stage during uh, concert events, but um, do you still get butterflies?
0: Absolutely. Um, it definitely depends on the show. Some shows, I'm totally okay. Some, I and totally, totally nervous. And the first thing that goes for me is my lyrics. Um, So that's, I definitely sometimes, for a while i was using the the ipad as a crutch when i was performing with dream eternal bliss and finally i got rid of it but i still find myself getting nervous i'm like oh my god am i going to forget the lyrics am i going to forget the lyrics um and then of course as you get nervous it's more likely that your voice is going to crack so i really try to calm down i've gotten better but the anxiety is definitely still there
1: do you do any like exercises to cope? Like when I say this, I'm not talking about like how High School Musical used to do like the Ryan and Sharpay Evans, but um, I mean I don't know. Does that work? Is that is that a uh, legitimate thing to calm down the voice when they? Um,
0: something like what they do is definitely a way to. I mean... On the voice but kind of prepare your voice I do some vocal warm-ups um, my main thing that I do kind of to calm myself down is I jump around um, okay. I learned that anxiety, you know, i something. Anxiety is something I've dealt with my entire life, not just for stay on stage, but just in general. Um, and obviously, when anxiety's there, your blood pressure goes up, your heart starts racing. But all those things happen when you're excited too. So if you convince your mind that it's excitement, it makes it kind of easier to make it excitement onto stage instead of anxiety onto the stage.
1: Is there a point in the performance or concert that that anxiety turns into adrenaline?
0: Absolutely. So the ideal thing is I come onto the stage and I've already converted that anxiety into excitement as I'm pumping myself up. But usually, almost every show I've done, maybe there's been one or two where I kind of fell off and there's been anxiety the whole time. But almost every show, after the first song, first couple songs, I start... You know, getting into it, I start, you know, having that adrenaline in me, and it's, it's an amazing feeling once that anxiety just turns into adrenaline and there's no more of
1: it. Now, where where has been your favorite spot to perform at?
0: Um, well, uh, the Stone Pony. I played at the Stone Pony. That's hands down the best place I've ever played.
1: Okay, for somebody that me doesn't, that doesn't know what that is, can you explain it by chance? Stone Pony is in
0: Asbury Park um, and it's, it's a pretty iconic venue. Um, Elton John used to play there, um, Billy Joel, there's tons of iconic people who have played at the Stone Pony. Um, and Right now they kind of do a kind of wide variety of shows so you'll have larger headliners playing there um, on what's called the summer stage and then you'll have some smaller acts. I actually had um, played there for a showcase first and then they liked us so um, I played with Dream Eternal Bliss opening up for um, an 80s cover band that's like really well known um, at the start of uh, I believe it was last May and it was amazing.
1: Oh, that's really cool. So does the venue then pick you? Like, walk me through the process of how you get some opening acts. Like, do people contact you? Do you reach out to the people? Like, how does that whole situation work? How you guys get performances? It's
0: a lot of reaching out. Um, and for a place like Stone Pony, um, like I said, we did a showcase show. Um, they liked how we did, so they thought of us for the for the show. But then, you know, as our name kind of might you know since it's been a while hasn't been on their radar we might see an act that we would be good for and email them and say hey uh, i think we would be a good act for uh, opening act for this artist because our music is similar and this and that Um, and then you know we see what happens and sometimes something comes up sometimes it doesn't um so you kind of, some of it's luck, some of it's reaching out at the right moment, but it definitely is a lot of um, reaching out and kind of just taking a shot and asking.
1: Now back to Dream Eternal Bliss. Uh, can you take us back to your first performance with them or first like uh, audition slash uh, first time with the band? Obviously we talk about nerves and talk about turning things into adrenaline, but what was your first interaction with them? Well, the
0: audition actually went really well. Um, I was definitely nervous, but I met with um, our keyboardist who also played some guitar, uh, Scott, and our um, main guitarist, Derek. Um, They're kind of the ones that started the band. So I met with them. And I sang a couple of the songs that they had recorded on an EP with their previous singer. And they said, now they tell me after the first song, they, like, you know, first few lines of the first song, they knew they wanted me to be their singer. Um, So that's a really cool feeling. Um, The audition actually went really well. And then my first performance was really cool for me, too, because it was at the Columbus Day Festival in my town. Um, I'm from East Rutherford, New Jersey. So the reason that was really cool for me was because one, it was in my hometown, which is awesome. But two, um, I've been involved in that festival since I was younger and I always loved seeing the bands play. Um, to, so to be able to be on stage during the festival, um, performing myself now is like really full circle and really awesome.
1: Very nice. Now I got two quick questions. Since I since you're from the New Jersey area, especially specifically that area, are you Jets or Giants? Is
0: it bad if I say neither?
1: Oh well, that's fine. You can say neither. What, do you do you support sports teams? Do you have a favorite one? My family is Dallas, um, Dallas
0: Cowboys. I would call myself a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm not huge into football. I'm more of a baseball fan. I'm a Mets fan.
1: Oh, you're... Uh, wait, I think I knew this for some reason. <laughs> I
0: possibly posted something at some point. But yes, I'm a Mets fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think you even commented on one of my stories when I was at a Mets game once, I think. Or I commented on yours. I forget what it was. I should have I known this. Okay, now I, f- now, now I feel stupid. But no, that's good. I'm glad there's Mets fans out there. And with the shortened season, maybe we can actually win a championship. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, the other question is, because I was at a Devils game last year. Maybe you could answer this. Maybe you can't why in jersey do obviously everybody should love bruce springsteen but why do they hate nickelback
0: i have no idea it's something that boggles my mind (laughs) um not that i'm like this huge nickelback fan but you know the one time i commented that you know or maybe saying a little bit of a Nickelback song at some point and someone looked like me I, like I had just the someone and I, I just don't know what the hate towards Nickelback is about
1: but there is a hate towards Nickelback yeah and I, because like even at the Devils game how like you know between the periods and stuff like that hockey they would show it on the scoreboard and the fans would cheer they had like Bruce Springsteen on ah they'd cheer then Nickelback and they'd just like start booing and they switch back and forth I was like Man, because I've never seen that anywhere else. I mean, Pennsylvania—we're see like we're not that bad. I don't think with any bands particularly. We're more like that with our yeah. Steelers and uh, Eagles more than we are anything else.
0: I could not tell you why. I could not tell you why, but it is a thing.
1: Interesting. Do you um do you write your own songs?
0: Yes. Yeah, so for Dream Eternal Bliss, um, our album that we have out right now, Picture Glass. I wrote some of the songs on the album. They had already started writing other ones, um, but I did write a couple of them, the lyrics, um, and I worked with um, my bandmates on some of the lyrics for some of them as well. Um, And then right now I've also been working on um, a solo EP that's all my lyrics, all my songs.
1: Very nice. Now where do you draw the inspirations from for most of these songs?
0: Um, lyrically, like um like from my own experience, you mean?
1: Yes, from your own experience or I mean I so you could I guess you could uh possibly do it from somebody else's experience too, through stories you've heard or, or whatnot. But yeah, what what inspires you for the songs you write? Um well
0: the song that I've really been working on right now that I, I love and I can't wait to put out, um, that song is kind of inspired by a lot of the mental health that I've went through. So, you know, the down points in my life where I really felt hopeless and my self-esteem was really low. Um, I drew from that coming into a better place. Um, So it was kind of nice to see how the song developed and ended because I was writing it in a better place now but reflecting back on the bad times. So I was able to kind of dive into those old emotions and then at the end, put a better light into it, which was really nice. Um, but a lot of my songs come from heartbreak, from love, from friendship. I like writing sad songs. <laughs> so a lot of them are sad i one of the best songs that i i think that i've written as well that i wrote um for dream eternal bliss is called golden wings and i wrote that um for my cousins who passed away um so definitely a lot of it comes from a place of hurt but there are some some bright points in my songs as well
1: I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm uh, I'm sorry about uh, your grandmother too. I my condolences go out Thank to you. you. Thank you. Uh, without without taking us into those dark times though, um, and I of course I'm not gonna ask you what they are because it's personal. But for somebody that was dealing with what you were dealing through, dealing with and going through, is there any inspiration that you could say to somebody right now?
0: I would say um it gets better and, and it's so cliche because you hear people say that a lot it gets better it gets better it gets better um depression is a real thing and yeah sometimes it feels like it takes forever to get better but if you work at it if you push and you push and you push it does get better I you know my depressed you know, when I was really, really depressed in high school, when I when I thought life wasn't worth living, I wish I could go to that girl right now and shake her and let her know where I am now. Because, of course, I have my sad days, but once you put in that work, and whether it's, you know, therapy or changing your mindset and just working on making happiness and creating happiness in your life... there is better times and and that's really what I would tell people is like just you know find the things that you love and and the put yourself around the right people in the right places and make yourself happy and it's not a quick fix but it happens
1: yeah I always like to tell people that the sun comes up the next day and you know you're going to go through some of those dark days but the sun will always rise and life will continue to go on and um, that's just me being very optimistic. Hopefully, that doesn't come across mean to people. Obviously, I, I have a, I have a, I, some, so. I have like a tone of voice where I feel like when I say something, people just automatically assume I'm like evil, <laughs> for some reason. But uh, would you say that music helped you through these downtimes, or do you think these downtimes helped you create music?
0: I think a little bit of both. Um, I dive into other people's music, other people's beautiful pieces that they have created. And I can listen to a song that I connect to, can connect to and I can sit and listen to it on repeat for hours. Some people think I'm crazy for that, but I truly can. Um, and it's been those dark times and those songs that have pushed me through and, and, you know, helped me feel the emotions and helped me get through the emotions. And then as I heal, I like to write and I like to reflect back on the hard times. I have written songs when I was in really bad times in the moments, but sometimes you're in such a bad state that it's hard to write the songs that you want to write. So a lot of times writing the songs is part of my healing process. So it's in that transition period of getting through a tough time that I kind of end up writing the best songs.
1: Now, you said you're working on a uh, song that you're really excited about getting out. Is there any chance we could hear a little bit of it or hear some lyrics?
0: Um, I don't know if if it's at the state to hear
1: okay, that's any of the song,
0: <laughs> but I can share a couple lyrics with you.
1: Okay. And then if you could, if you, yeah, if you could then, just, um, obviously, with the songwriter, you don't ab- ab- actually want to, like, you. I'm sure you want to leave it up to the audience interpretation of what the song is, but even, like, the small lyrics you want to say, even if you want to add, like, a backstory behind why you wrote this or felt this way in those lyrics, feel free to do so.
0: Yeah, of course. So, this is the opening verse. I don't want to give too much of the lyrics. Actually, I'm going to go with the first, second verse. So, um, the second verse starts out with the lyrics, Thought I outran it, they found me once again. Bad habit to reunite with me like they're my best friend. Um, trying, Try and find the exit sign in my own brain. But the thoughts create smoke, am I insane? So that's, I just showed the whole second verse. So a little bit more than I thought I would. But um, that is really talking about the fact that you have all these thoughts in your head and you think you get better and you feel better and you feel better. And then sometimes we just come back and all the progress progress that you think you made, sometimes you end up taking 20 steps back and it's so frustrating and you feel like you can't get out of it. Um, so that's kind of where it comes from for the second verse.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my my just looking at, just hearing what you're saying, um, sounds very trapped too it has, yeah, a, has a very yeah. trapped and I, I don't know if you mean it to be uh physically socially mentally or, or i think i said physically already but you know it, i think that those lines relate to a lot of people in the situations they could find themselves in in life so i i actually appreciated hearing those so thank you
0: thanks thanks uh
1: how is this worldwide pandemic obviously we don't like talking about it too much but how is this affecting you right now with uh where your your career progress
0: well, I was actually supposed to just start performing with my cover band, um, make some extra money, have a fun time, get kind of people out there to see me in a, you know, cover kind of way that people can just enjoy songs that they've heard before um, and people can start really hearing my voice that way. And of course, then this happened. We played our first gig about a week before everything kind of started to shut down. Um, and we had a lot of gigs, you know, laid out and it looks like they're not gonna happen hopefully we have a gig in June we're hoping to be able to play that one if not hopefully we'll at least get to play our July one Mm -hmm. um but so that's in that sense that's been really kind of the whole but on the other end I've actually had more time to work on the EP um I just bought stuff for an at-home studio helping the economy even though maybe I shouldn't have spent the money (laughs) but um (laughs) I'm excited to really start recording. I'm working um, with um, Scott, who is in my band, as well as um, this amazing guy, um, Jason, um, to kind of work on some of the piano and some of the instrumentals for my EP. So I'm sending files back and forth with them. So it's it's kind of cool because Jason's from Arizona, so we wouldn't have been able to meet in person anyway. So a lot of it's over the internet.
1: Making money in 2020 is going to be a little bit rough. It's all about losing money this year. Yeah. yeah i i said it was gonna be a travel year for me so i did leave the country for the first time this year so that was pretty exciting so my 24 years finally i left the country and a, and yeah, a different happened. time zone so i could check that off the list but uh unfortunately i haven't been doing a lot of leaving since uh since about a month now so yeah which is semi-sad because i actually had a mission a missions trip to go help uh recover the outer banks um oh, oh wow. I, i'm trying to think ochre coke island is that got hit by last hurricane they still haven't technically recovered so i was going to go down and do a lot of video and try to help them fundraise um so obviously both our plans kind of got wrecked but yeah. at the same time the bright side is as you said you're investing in this home studio so do you plan on releasing stuff uh while you're at home here well during the uh, during the epidemic going on, or is it something where you're going to, I had David DeMarco on the other day, not to ramble on, but he um, he said that right now is the time to be crafting his work, because he's a singer and songwriter too, and he's like, I'm crafting yeah. it, because if he re- released it right now, it'd be like white noise to the public. So are you going to follow that, or are you going to try to pump out content here, and and try to help the people necessarily that are like stuck in their own homes, and listen to something like that, and get their mind off what's going on?
0: Um, so realistically, I don't think that my EP would be ready by the time that this is all over, unless this ends up being longer than I think it will. Um, so I don't think I would be releasing my EP. However, if this song that I've been currently investing a lot of time into, um, the song that I just showed lyrics to, um, it's called Last Ounce of Faith, which I know the, the faith part is a little ironic, but, um... So if, if Last Sounds of Faith gets done on a good timeline, I wouldn't be opposed to putting it out there um, because it gives people something to listen to, especially since the song is about going through a tough time and getting through it. Um, so I definitely would love to put it out there if it gets done in time. And then the nice part is that it would also come out with my EP, so if it does get lost in you know the white noise, it'll kind of have like a second release when I release my EP.
1: Gotcha um so are you one of those people that uh like i shouldn't say people one of those artists excuse me that like to like that don't mind dropping a song every now and then or would you rather just drop it with a whole album because i'm over here i didn't realize i'm a big sam hunt fan i didn't realize the last album sam hunt sam hunt put out was like two three years ago because i was actually had uh, tickets to go to see him at concert in hershey in august which i don't know if that's still gonna be on even but um he would drop, like, uh, Drinking Too Much, I guess, came out a few years ago, and, like, Body Like a Backward. I didn't realize they weren't album releases.
0: Yeah.
1: And now he, they're all on this album coming forward. So is that – Are do you mind going down that route, or do you like dropping them all at one time?
0: To be honest, the first songs that, and only songs I've ever released are the songs that I've written with my band. Um, And this – you know, I recorded – my vocals are on that whole album, but I've only written – I only wrote three of those songs. So those are the only songs that I've ever put out of my music that aren't covers. Okay. I think that it's cool to drop a song every once in a while, but I do think that there's a beauty in kind of putting out everything together because like my album right now, well, EP that I'm planning on putting out, I feel like it kind of tells a story um, and I kind of want it to all flow together. But at the same time, I think it's cool to drop, out a, drop a single if you have it. And I get really excited when I create something, and I just want to show the world. So it's sometimes hard
1: for me to wait. <laughs> yeah, that's rough for me, too, especially when I have a short film in progress. I'll finish a scene editing, and I'll be like, hey, I just want to show this to the public. But I'm like, man, this, this is a crucial moment in the film. I can't really do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so, no, I feel you on that. When you're releasing your music, what's the, does the band have a strategy, or do you have a strategy for how you promote a song? And what is that strategy typically like? Because, I, of course, since I'm from the film industry and short films and how we promote things is a little bit different, I just kinda wanna hear your, how you guys do it.
0: Um, so obviously social media is a big thing right now. Um, getting getting stuff out on social media is important. Um, But the problem with that is that there's so much on social media that it's sometimes kind of like what you said with the white noise of right now, but that's kind of always because there's so much out there. Social media is a beautiful thing in the fact that like everyone can put stuff out there, but it also means that it's very easy for your content to kind of just get lost. Um, We do have... Um, different agencies that we've kind of worked at that help promote some of our stuff. Um, When it comes to me promoting my EP, I definitely want to do a huge... social media kind of perspective, I've been slowly trying to shift this Faith Gianna Instagram page, which is um, my Instagram. It used to be kind of a personal page that I put everything on, um, and I've really been shifting it more to artistry, so my music, and just kind of branding myself, so that when I do put out my music, I have more of a brand, and people more know me as Faith Gianna, the singer, the musician, the artist. Um... So yeah, it's really about creating a brand for yourself and finding ways to get your stuff seen on social media when there's already so much out there.
1: And if you guys ever need a music video, you know who to contact. I'd be more yes, than willing. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> very good to keep in mind.
1: So um, to wrap up, and I'll have one more question for you, but if you want to go through your social medias and where people can find you at real quick.
0: Yep, so... um. For my personal musician on um, social media, I'm Faith Gianna, so at Faith Gianna. Um, that's my Instagram. Um, for Dream Eternal Bliss, we have an Instagram, a Facebook page, and you can pretty much find us on all kinds of um, music streaming. We're on Spotify, we're on YouTube. So our Instagram um, is just Dream Eternal Bliss, and um, same with our YouTube as well.
1: What is something that you would say to an artist out there to encourage them uh, in their music career?
0: Um, I would say really, if it's something that you love, do it. I, with my personal music career, if you want me to be completely honest, I don't see myself becoming a super famous singer. If I did, that'd be cool but that's not really my goal. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy putting stuff out there. And I hope that there's people that get something from it. If it's 10,000 people or one person, it doesn't matter because I'm making that difference and I'm expecting someone with my music and I enjoy doing it. So I would tell people like, if it's something that you love and that you enjoy doing, yes, to make a full career out of it, you need to put your sweat blood and tears into it but whether it's a full career or something that you do on the side don't do it because you think you're not good enough or there's so many people out there if you love doing it do it and put it out there and you can change even just one person with the content that you put out